breaking news. Bronco Mendenhall is leaving BYU for the University of Virginia. Are we still supposed to coach and are we still supposed to be at BYU? Um, the answer right now is it's time for somebody else. Well, I've already started making calls and talked to a couple of people. And so that, that process will go as fast as it can. Here are the guys that we think it could be. Kalani Sataki, Lance Anderson, Robert and I, Kyle Whittingham, Daryl Bevel, Ken Niamatololo. I'd be surprised if someone outside that group is the head coach. <laughs> Navy head coach Ken Niamatololo. He's in Provo today to meet with BYU officials. Psych! Navy head coach Ken Niamatololo says Niamatanono <laughs> to the BYU job. Uh-oh. Oregon State defensive coordinator Kalani Sataki now appears to be BYU's primary candidate. We officially named Kalani Sataki as our head coach of the BYU football team. This is a new era in BYU football. It's the dawning of a new day in BYU football. It's great to be back. Um, Enjoyed my journey the last 15 years, and it's great to be back home. Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Kalani Sataki, formally introduced as the new head football coach at BYU just a few hours ago. With that, we welcome you for a second hour of BYU Sports Nation yeah. today. Live Woo! for all to enjoy, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, December 21st, and what a day it has been. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU's own mustache critic, Jerem Jordan. That's a man who used to have a mustache. I can comment on such things. Uh, Kalani Sataki will join us in the show. Uh, a man who did have a mustache. By the way, the other live afternoon show we've ever done here, and we've had rebroadcast in the afternoon ever since Labor Day, so it's been a couple months now, was the Bronco Mendenhall breaking news to Virginia Day. So it's glad, I'm glad to have you here within the first 45 minutes of the show. It's, am- it's awesome to have both of us here. <laughs> it really is. It's amazing what happens when you don't <laughs> leave the building at 3.30 expecting nothing and then get the call back. Hey, can you come back? Yeah, I was literally taking a nap when that broke, so... I, we, we're here. We're doing it. It's fun to be here for an afternoon of dish. This is why we do what we do to experience days like this. A 10 a.m. show, a 4 p.m. show, Mountain Time, after Kalani Satake is officially introduced. Here are your headlines from BYU Sports Nation. About three hours ago, Kalani Satake, along with Tom Homo, introduced, well, rather, uh, spoke with the media, and Tom introduced Kalani formally as the coach here at BYU. It aired on BYU TV and was simulcast on BYU Radio. Satake's first ever interview as the BYU football coach comes in 15 minutes right here on BYU Sports Nation. In his press conference, Satake did not announce any members of his coaching staff but said a lot of people want to involve. More on that coming up in the interview. BYU basketball coach Dave Rose announced earlier today, this broke just a little while ago, that sophomore basketball guard Jake Toulson will take a medical leave of absence from the BYU team. We don't know much more than that. We don't know what that means, how long that is, but Jake Toulson not going to be playing the next just a little while. Yeah, the Cougars while. playing with 11 scholarship players now. Corey Calvert said he transferred, yep. and now Jake Toulson out with this medical leave. And Cooper Ainge was a walk-on. Uh, he's not going to be on the team. So they're in Hawaii right now. Uh, preparing to play Harvard tomorrow, by the way. Daniel Sorensen had three tackles in the Chiefs, 34-14 win over the Ravens, former Cougars in the NFL. Wani Unga had five tackles in a three-point loss to the Panthers, undefeated. Alani Fuas, uh, Arizona Cardinals, clinched the NFC West. My Seahawks got in the playoffs, though. And Ziggy Ansah and the Lions play the Saints tonight on Monday Night Football. 
Jerem's love of the Seahawks runs deep all of about four months. <laughs> Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Welcome home, Kalani, Fafita, Sitake. A pseudo-BYU football reunion took place at BYU Broadcasting earlier today. Just before the news conference began to announce Kalani as the new BYU coach, it was like the Band of Brothers reunion light. I, didn't, I did not expect this. We walk into the lobby and there's 50 former players. I'm talking guys from the 80s, 90s, uh, whatever the decade is that we call the new from, millennium, the 2000s. Uh, and then current players were there as well. I saw Algernon Brown, Cy Tautu, um, Francis Bernard, um, you know, a, a bunch of different guys. Michael yeah. Wadsworth, a senior with an injured elbow was there. It was awesome. Luke Staley, Lavelle Aaron Edwards from Utah, Lavelle Edwards. So the, Jim Herman, 84. All these guys were there to support Kalani Satake. It was interesting. Watching their former teammate and or colleague begin a new era of BYU football. That brings us to our Twitter question now that you have heard from Kalani in that news presser. What is your initial reaction after hearing from Kalani Satake today? First tweet, at BYU Clark. He used the hashtag BYUSN. So can you. And I, this sums it up really well. Having been in that room and felt what that was like, the past, present, and future of BYU football are uniting. There's a strong feeling of Cougar Nation coming together. Use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. It was the ultimate unification. Seriously. And, that- and that's what Kalani was talking about is, I'm going to pull from everything that's been established and try and build on it, a la Gordon B. Hinckley quote, bring all the good you have and let's see if we can't add to it. That it's not, you know, it is a new era, but that Kalani is a Lavelle Edwards era guy. So he wants to pull from that and that tradition, but he also wants to build on what BYU's done. Bronco Mendenhall had a, had a mess to inherit when he was head coach. Three losing seasons, some allegations BYU wasn't proud of. But since then, Bronco has had 11 straight bowl games, a nine-win season. Um, Kalani Sitake is picking up a really good program. Kalani said a number of things, and uh, I one notable that I loved was, for me, I want to be great in everything. Yeah. And yeah. that kind of set the tone of the whole press conference there for Satake. He also mentioned that, <laughs> well, let's just put it this way. We've picked out some of our favorite sound bites that you can listen to and you can chime in using the hashtag BYUSN on what you think. But this was from his initial address to the media, starting with this little gym. Just, just proud to be part of this family. I've never left. I've always been part of BYU, always bled blue. BYU blue through and through, and it's no question he was a targeted candidate because of his ability to go out and recruit as a BYU guy. Jerem, now listen to the second bite. Recruiting is everything in, in football, but it's important to recruit good young men that fit what we're trying to accomplish here at BYU. Okay, comment on that first bite. For BYU fans, that was the best thing he could have said. Basically, he said, I was at Utah, but I loved BYU first. I've never left. And it never left me. That's what BYU fans want to hear. And he's the first BYU head coach that was a former BYU player since 1937. I can't believe that stat. 78 years. Not even the great Lavelle Edwards was. He played at Utah State. You know what I mean? So that was music to to fans ears. And then recruiting is everything in football. You know who else said that on this show last week? Blaine Fowler, who will join us later and comment uh, on that in about 20 minutes. Blaine Fowler will join us. Recruiting 
is everything. You need to get good players, but he added to that, as, you, as we heard, but it's important to recruit good young men that fit what we're trying to accomplish here at BYU. Obviously, guys that want to obey the honor code and that want to academically have a high standard. Somebody that bleeds blue, that bled blue as a player, going to a home of a potential BYU player and saying, look at me, and these are his words. He said, I am proof of what this is. I, I tweeted this out during the press conference. To me, Kalani Sataki is the most unique head coach BYU's ever hired. First Tongan, return missionary, former BYU player, had a cup of coffee in the NFL, if you will. In those angles, has coached uh, at Utah, at Oregon State, at Southern Utah. So he's, he's made the rounds around. He's what a lot of people want with BYU. You go to BYU, you go out into the world, do great things, and then you come back and contribute again. That ends up happening. A lot of these guys want to come home. Not everybody. Jim McMahon didn't want it. But, he, but eventually he did. Eventually he came back. And this is a welcome home Kalani Sataki situation. And it just feels great. In the room, there was an intense feeling of BYU football love, if you will. Be- for all those That's players and fair. coaches yeah. of what the program means to them, how it's changed their lives, and Kalani Sataki is the guy. To me, it's a great hire right now. Tangible excitement. I mean, really. Like, you could feel the excitement with everyone in that room. Now, when he was asked about what to expect on the field from his BYU team in Season 1, he didn't bat an eye in and also managed to slip in a joke as well. We're going to be a balanced team. We're going to going to run the ball, we're going to throw the ball, you know, and, and try not to punt as much on offense. And then, uh, you know, defense, we're going to be, uh, we'll be aggressive. Hey, get used to that sense of humor because he is now bringing it as the head coach at BYU. Johnny Linehan, the current punter, sent out this tweet in response to that. Fired up. I don't want to punt either. I want to win. But if I'm still punter, I'm going to work every day to be the best. That's great. And in five minutes, Kalani Sataki will... We'll, we'll talk to him. We'll air that interview with Kalani Sataki that we had. I love that. Obviously, a guy that played, and he mentioned this, a guy that played fullback at BYU, the long-forgotten position of fullback, uh, and the, but he's been a defensive coach. He's a defensive-minded guy. And he has not made a decision as to whether he's going to be the defensive coordinator or not. Uh, he hasn't, you know, didn't announce any coordinators or anything like that. Just said as soon as possible. Yep, as soon as possible. Uh, but that, that was part of our conversation that you'll see here in a couple of minutes. We saw a tweet from Michael Shelton as well, offering his support, saying, Coach, we're ready to work. The presence of Francis Bernard, Algie Brown, Saitau, like those guys being there, that meant a lot to Kalani as the coach that's coming in, and those guys are jumping on board right away. Now, Satake, not surprisingly, shares the passion. If you haven't seen him on, a, on the field in a coaching situation, you will, but he shares the passion of his players. Yeah, I mean, let's go. I want to get recruiting and I want to get working on this stuff. So if we can wrap it up quickly, I'd love to go talk to those young men. Hey, he's got work to do, man. Literally. Literally. Forget this official press conference business. He's got to go make some phone calls. Yeah. And it is a dead period for recruiting. So there's only, you know, so much you can do uh, with that. But if you did, if you did uh, miss the press conference or you want to watch it again or you just saw part of it, we will tweet out the link that's available on the DVR on BYUtv.org. BYUtv.org slash DVR. You can watch them. Even though it's been a very long time since Kalani played for BYU, in fact, let's roll out our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It will have been 5,000 
762 days since Kalani Sataki was a player at BYU to head coach in a game for BYU. That's almost 15 years. His last game was Lavelle's last game at BYU. Made the rounds. He was actually a grad assistant in 2002, but it's been a long time since he was a player to coach. So, yeah, finishing my thought, even though it's been a very long time, do you doubt that he is not all invested on BYU? <laughs> no, and he has a lot of work to do. Staff, recruiting, there is so much for him to do in the next couple of weeks. Our Twitter question today, what is your initial reaction after hearing from Kalani Satake today? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Use the hashtag BYUSN to join the conversation at CBD6262. Is it September yet? (laughs) No, but 257 days away. Not that we're counting because we know how how polarizing the countdown is. He was asked about that, and he said, well, that's not even our first game, so I'm not worrying about that. (laughs) (laughs) He's got his game face on already. Yes. At Cisco Roo. There better be a countdown on this episode. No. No! The people still have to voice and determine if there will be a countdown. Yes, there is freedom of BYU Sports Nation's speech, absolutely. We don't have to do it, though. At Coog Jazz Fan, pumped! The energy he brings is infectious. Loved hearing how much of a focus he has on recruiting. Future is bright. Future is now! He mentioned that when he was eight years old, he wanted to be the head coach at BYU. Eight years old! At Parker Lauren, incredible enthusiasm! Well, get used to some of that in-studio because the first in-studio interview from Kalani Sitake's head coaching career happens next right here with us on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The season finale of Inside BYU Football will be one hour long, and it is tomorrow night, 7 Eastern time. The final look inside BYU Football as they prepared for and played the game against Utah amidst Broncos' last game, the coaching search, and then finally the hire of Kalani Sitake. Watch it tomorrow night, 7 Eastern. What is your initial reaction after hearing Coach Sitake today? At L underscore Moss underscore Micah says... Excited, hopeful, more excited than ever before for next year. Had this thought, and I saw a nice tweet from Ryan Teeples, but um, Bronco was the coach that BYU needed in 2005. And now it's a new era, dawn of a new era, um, you know, as Tom Homel said. And maybe Kalani Sataki is the guy that they need now to get a different kind of player or, or more of them to match these schedules to get uh, inclusion in a Power 5 conference, or just do the best you can until you get that invite, if you get it at all. Without further ado, the new head coach of the BYU football Cougars, Kalani Satake, in Studio B for his first sit-down interview. We were lucky enough to grab him right after that news conference. Here is that conversation. Kalani, from myself and Jeremy and BYU Sports Nation, welcome back home to BYU. Thank you. It's great to be back. Studio B is a place that we hope you will find peace and solace. <laughs> I'm looking forward to <laughs> as it. As yeah. we move forward, <laughs> there was about a minute before that press conference started live on BYU TV, and uh, we noticed you kind of looking around, soaking in all of your teammates and former band of brothers and coaches and whatnot. What was that like for you to see all of them here to welcome you back? It was a great experience. I was just trying to, you know, just remember it and. Um, just remember the feelings I had with all those guys and just 
Um, it was overwhelming, but it was a, it was a, a really good feeling for me, a good experience for me. Their support, I felt, I felt overwhelming support from everyone in Cougar Nation and beyond. And so, uh, to have my teammates there to, to share this moment with a lot of people that were influential in my life in that room. So, uh, it was special for me. You walk into the building, and in the lobby, there's like 50 guys just waiting for you. What yeah. was what was that like? And did you know that was going to happen? I didn't know that was going to happen, but I was really excited to see them. It was a reunion of sorts, you know, and um, there are actually some players that played there uh, under Coach Mendenhall, so it was good to see them and um, just had a great relationship with so many different people um, from way back before I played to when I played to, to, you know, just recently. And so it was good to embrace them all and talk to them, and I look forward to getting to, you know, talk to them a lot more about the program and what their point of views are. We're big on Twitter on this show, uh-huh. and I'm gathering that your phone has been blowing up like crazy with Twitter followers. Uh, have you embraced the Twitter culture? Um, if you watch, if you look at my Twitter account, I don't tweet quite a bit. 141 so. times so far. Has it been? Yeah. And I don't know how many of those are originals because I think they're probably retweets <laughs> more than retweet a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I'll try to keep people posted, but I have a hard time telling people that I'm. This is what I'm eating, and this is. Not, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. You know, sure. bag on anybody else. Yeah. But yeah. Um, when I got when I get those tweets, I get hungry, and I'm kind of upset that I'm not eating that food. And so I don't want anyone to feel that way towards me. That how come this guy's always tweeting good food? You know, and just it just so I, I want to make people feel good, and I want to make sure that uh, more than anything, it's it's a way for me to show that my my. Um, my appreciation for a lot of people. It's been about 16, 17 days since Bronco Mendenhall announced that he was going to Virginia. What, what's the process been like since that day, and what was your reaction when you heard that news? It was awesome. I, I was really happy for Coach Mendenhall. It seemed like he really wanted to, to, you know, to go to a different program and, and really excited about the, the pay that he was getting for him and, and his family. But um, saw an opportunity where um, you know, a lot of people can, can come and, and sustain what he's, what he's already built and keep working with it. And so I embrace Coach Hall and his staff and the way that they did things. I've been a fan of what, uh, of how they played on the field and the things that they did off the field. And so I'm just looking forward to getting to know everybody and, and uh, very, very thankful for this opportunity. And the process has been great. I mean, uh, everything with, with uh, Tom Homo has been outstanding and President Worthen has been un- unbelievable as well. Is that a wait to be contacted or is that a I'm going to send a text just to gauge the waters situation? I think it's a wait to be contacted type of deal. You know, I think that, um, I don't know, I've always had my eye to BYU since I left. I think that's just what happens when you graduate from here. You know, and so um happened to be in the business of football and always followed the team and, you know, from a distance because I was different places. But um always interested in what's going on. And, yeah, so I, I've had always a keen interest in, in, in the program. And when I saw that opportunity, I, I was hoping I could be in the mix. At 40 years young, yeah, Kalani go. Satake, the new head football coach of the BYU Cougars, with us on BYU Sports Nation. When you first received the official offer from Tom Homo and from BYU that, hey, we, we want you. We want you to be the guy. Will you take the job? What was your reaction? I tried not to jump too loud and try to be too – I tried to be composed, and I was really excited. But, um, you know, you're just waiting for that moment. It's like um, – proposing to your fiance, right? You you hope they're going to say yes and you just <laughs> but when the moment hits you it's it's overwhelming and it was awesome and um yeah, it, it was a great experience for me and this has all been unbelievable and I just I hope to let this thing roll into my job as head coach. Let's talk about your name. I've read different meanings for your name, but will you tell us your full name and then the meanings of the Yeah, it's 
ケラカラニフィリペフィフィタシキタケ。そう。で、what does that fit into some of your goals? And, and that language is kind of what you used in the press conference of let's be excellent, let's be good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, um, I don't know, I don't know how much of it came from my name rather than the people that gave me the name. And so, yeah, I, I, um, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not um, here because of everything I've done. I've, I'm here because a lot of people sacrifice and a lot of hard work by a lot of other individuals. And so I'm, I'm just a product of their hard work and sacrifice, and I'm, I'm proud to carry on. Okay, I need you to disregard the fact that I run a 5-3 40-yard dash right now. And okay. Just, let's say I'm a recruit. Let's he's, say, of, he's shocked at how slow that is. <laughs> <laughs> let's say I'm a recruit, whether on the phone or in person. What kind of a pitch are you making to them about coming to BYU? Well, I said before in the press conference that I, I played here. I went to school here. Um, Student athletes and and students all together that played that, that that went to the school can tell you they're they're walking advertisements for the school, and so the experience here is is one of a kind. There's nothing like it, and um, to be able to be a student here and, and and also have the opportunity to be an athlete is a special one. And so I'm living proof of it. But there's more than that. There's a lot of others that that I know that are I'm, I've been lifelong friends with, I'll never stopped. You know, and and um, just having that. That tradition and everything behind it—it's just—it's just you feel like a lot of ownership in this school, you know. So, yeah, that's going to be the recruiting pitch, and, and just getting to know them and see what they, you know, what their what their goals are, and then see if it's in tune with what we want to do here. Has it set in that you're the head coach of BYU football? Uh not yet. I mean, I, 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 I you know, I'm just really excited about the opportunity to meet the players. That's where I want, I want to get to the work to the work, and so. Um, and we'll see what happens as, as we go throughout this. But I think that my job is to serve the players, first of all, and to help them um, and, and, and uh, give them the, the great experience that I had when I played here and uh, see how that goes. And who knows what that means for me as a head coach, but I'm just looking for the opportunity to help these young men. Understandably, you said you want to put together a staff as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. What are the conversations like reaching out to assistants and trying to, to formulate and piece that staff together? Well, there's first of all, there's a bunch of people that want to be involved, and um, it really doesn't take much for me to reach out because um, everyone, once once it, once the rumors started, it's it, it all began from there, and then it's carried on until, you know, to I'm sure if I turn my phone on, there's a bunch of more messages there. So, do you have a Mophie like to charge your phone portably? Because I imagine no. your phone's dying a lot. No, once the phone dies, I'm done. So <laughs> that, you only have that small window. Once it starts getting to the red area, then you're pretty much done. 11 a.m.? Yeah, yes. It doesn't really matter. If I, and if I get time to charge it, then great. But, yeah, that's, that's, I, I, don't, I can't carry all this stuff with me. And, and uh, phones are getting too big nowadays, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like carrying an iPad around. It's, we've gone backwards. For real? Yeah. So gone they used to be big, and then they went small, and then now they're big again. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one to – I don't have my phone on me right now, but I'll, I'll use it for recruiting. That's the most important part. How important is it to you to get at least part of your staff as mm-hmm. former BYU players? Well, if they're not, then they need to know the culture and they need to know what it's like to be part of BYU. And so, um, 
I think it's huge for for our players to know that these guys can understand what they're going through. But that's not like the prerequisite of being a coach. It's it's um, more importantly, how much do you really care about these young men, and what are you willing to do to help them um, achieve their goals? You know, a- athletically, academically, and, so- and spiritually, socially. That's that's what I care about, and and we're going to put together a good staff because there's a lot of people that want to be here. There are a lot of people that are excited about the schedule next year as well, and I know you addressed mm-hmm. that in the press conference. Uh, but just from looking at it straight up, it, it looks like easily the hardest schedule top to bottom that BYU has ever faced. As an independent moving forward, uh, what kind of success do you want facing a schedule like that? Well, the, the schedule is exciting. I mean, I want that's what we want. You know, we, we want to be able to face those type of teams, uh, traditional powers, and uh, I think we belong in that mix. And so it's going to be awesome to get these guys ready to, to face that schedule and with the first game, you know, not, not very far away and the second game right there around the corner as well. So, yeah, we're, we're excited about it. And uh, being independent has allowed us the opportunity to, to see the schedule, which is definitely a Power 5 schedule. Six weeks and two days until signing day. What are the next six weeks going to be like for you as you try and keep certain guys and bring in your guys and all that? A lot of hustle, a lot, lot of work, and... Um, Getting to, getting to know a lot of the young men, but recruiting is going to be really important for us. It's, it, it is everything in, in as far as being able to evaluate our guys and their talent and also their character and how they fit in our team and our, in our family. So that's really important for us, and it's going to be uh, – we have some time, but we need to take advantage of all of it. Your recruiting, oddly enough, includes potentially Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. Have you had conversations with them, and, and or when do you plan on doing that? Yeah, I've talked to a, a great number of players here, and, and uh, I plan on talking to all of them. And um, if we have opportunity, I'd, I'd like to meet everyone before, um, you know, we have that team meeting. But I understand some guys are out of town, and it's really important for me to connect with those guys. And, and um, you know, looking forward to having them on this team. I think that their draw to this team has been what they started here. So it'd be, it'd be exciting to have them finish it here. Kalani Satake, the new head coach at BYU with us on BYU Sports Nation. You talked about your family and, and the support that they have been to you in this whole process. Tell us a little bit about your wife and your kids and, and uh, what the feeling is like there now that you're the head coach. Oh, well, I met my wife at BYU. She's a student, you know, and so um, we were students back in the day, and I had to convince her that I was good enough to date, first of all, you know. But, <laughs> um, yeah, they've been, they've been awesome. And, and um, we've, we've, been, we've been followers of BYU ever since we left. And uh, it's just a joy to be back now. So um, we feel at home, and it's been unbelievable. And looking forward to building a home here for a long time and having my kids grow the way I did as BYU fans, being able to get in that stadium back when it was Cougar Stadium, now Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and be ready to roll, you know. So I think the only time we've been back in stadiums is when we played, played here and, and the Stadium of Fire, which is really exciting for them too. But, you know, let's get some fireworks on the field as well. Are you ever going to see the mustache again? Um, I don't know. I, I I have to get uh, approval from the family. You know, I, I had the goatee before, and obviously that doesn't fit. But the, the, everyone needs to understand, the goatee was to hide the double chin. You know, so uh, now that I can't grow the goatee anymore, uh, the mustache, yeah, maybe it can. It can the problem with the mustache, it, it draws attention to me. So yeah. we'll see. I don't know. I think I'll keep it off for a while. Okay, okay. Kalani, it's been great to have you. We're excited to have you at BYU. Thank you, Jeremy. Before Thank you, you go, we have uh, one of 25 in existence right now. Uh, BYU Sports Nation, stay loyal to the Royal, as Chad Lewis put it, yeah. hoodies. Love we would it. like to this give is, you one This of is those. our welcome to BYU gift. Okay, thank you, Jerem. Thank you, Spencer. Appreciate it.
Glad to have you with us. We'd also like you to sign the flag before you go. We'll uh, get you the Sharpie and uh, take care of business there. All right, let's go. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. Like we said, his enthusiasm is absolutely contagious. And that's the first interview he's done with any media outside of that press conference. What do you think? Send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN about Kalani Satake's press conference and now his first interview. I'm impressed by his um, positive anxiety. That is the anxiety to get going. Right now it's the week before Christmas. The team's not going to be together until probably for, what, two weeks or something. Some guys are local. A a bunch of them came uh, to the building, but not everyone's in town. You know, like Tanner Mangum wasn't there today because I imagine he's out of town. He's gone to Boise for the holidays. He's anxious to get going. He's got to get he's got to get in touch with all the players. He's got to recruit and he's got to get his coaches put together. Is anybody going to have a busier Christmas break and New Year's than Kalani Sataki? It's loaded for sure. Yeah, for sure. I had somebody ask me on Twitter, "When do you think we will start to find out some of his assistant coaches?" I really don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see a few names come to fruition maybe a little bit later this week on Wednesday. But this could very well be a post-Christmas thing for the majority of the announcements. Remember that when BYU redid its offensive staff and rehired, uh, you know, Robert and I, and, or, and among others, not it, Robert and I. It took a while. It was, you know, when Jason Beck, and the, it took a couple months. I don't anticipate that happening in this situation, though. I think that it will be weeks. No, and he told us there are a bunch of guys that want to be involved. So it's not that he's like, man, who am I? I gotta like scour and find some people. Who's the worst player that's contacted him to be a coach? I wonder. <laughs> like some guy that had like four four catches, you know, like in '97. Uh, Was it Blaine? F- did Blaine Fowler? Con- oh! Blaine just pointed at himself. Oh, Blaine just pointed no, at himself. He's in the mustard seat. Get ready to go. Blaine wasn't a bad player. We needed Blaine to win a national championship. It was Brian Logan. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding, Brian. Brian love, texts him, secondary coach, I'm I here for lo- you. I love you, dude. I love Brian. Someone Logan. just said, you didn't give Kalani his Pringles. Don't Let, worry about ki- the Pringles. We're killing that. Okay, We'd rather have the Haka than Pringles. Don't worry about the Pringles. Yeah. We'll take care of Kalani. We started it <laughs> off with the BYU Sports Nation hoodie. And were you not entertained? That's right. And he signed the flag. And he signed the flag. We got it under control. Up next, BYU TV dual threat analyst, not the worst player to ever want and got involved with Kalani Sataki and coaching. Blaine Fowler joins us. His reaction to initial commentary from BYU's new head coach. I love this show. This is hanging out. Welcome back, sports friends Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. Excuse me, live on BYU TV. This will be on BYU Radio in just a little while. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The season finale of After Further Review is tomorrow night, an hour-long edition, 8 Eastern time, as the guys recap what happened against Utah and look ahead to what could be an exciting season for BYU in 2016. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines, Kalani Satake introduced today as the new head coach formally here at BYU Broadcasting by Tom Holmo. It aired on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Satake's first interview as the BYU football coach just aired You can watch that on demand, byutv.org, via the DVR function. You can also uh, download the podcast for your daily update here on BYUSN. And we'll send it out on YouTube, of course, as well. In his press conference and with us, Sataki did not announce any members of his coaching staff, but said a lot of people want to be involved, and he wants to get that done as soon as possible. Yeah, can you imagine funneling through everybody that wants to be involved? 
This is this no. is a brand new. It's dynamic. like going through all our tweets every day. <laughs> What's your lead tweet? Daniel Sorensen had three tackles in a Kansas City Chiefs 34-14 win over the Baltimore Ravens. Wani Unga had five tackles in a three-point loss to the undefeated Panthers. Alani Fua's Arizona Cardinals are the NFC West champions over the Seahawks. And Ziggy Ansah and the, the Lions playoffs, man. face the New Orleans Saints tonight on Monday Night Football. Just get in the playoffs. There is a team out of the NFC that has gone to back-to-back Super Bowls, whatever. Jim Fredette and the uh, uh, Westchester Knicks play tonight as well, 7 Eastern. Uh, and if you missed it, Jake Toulson taking a leave of ab- absence for medical reasons from BYU Basketball. Joining us now as he has progressed from the mustard seats now up to his analyst role seat here on set in Studio B is Blaine is this, Fowler. Is this seat lower? I feel like you guys are looking down on it. Raise it up, man. Lift it, raise it up. Raise it up. You raise me up. Can you get it up any further? There I go. I, can you move I just, the seat up any further? I, I felt like, like I can't get it up as far as Brian Logan needs it up, but it's probably okay for me. <laughs> right, yeah, well, yeah. Look, we can see the size of your arms, Blaine. So I'm trying, okay. to, I'm trying to conceal them today. <laughs> there are many jokes there. Oh, okay. Philo and I are having a contest still. Still? Always. Yeah. Always. First and foremost, what did you think about that whole press conference with Kalani Satake? So you guys have mentioned this. The first thing that I was taken back by when I walked into the building, now I'm coming down as a member of the media and BYU TV to cover it, was how many of former players were just out in the in the hall, like unsolicited, just showed up and said, we got to support this guy. And there was guys from the the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, like current players, players that just finished. It was really, really impressive. And I, I think that that sent a message to Kalani that, hey, welcome home. Like you're, you're, you're a brother. You played here. Um, once you played here, there's this brotherhood that exists that's always been there that ties you no matter how far apart your playing time was, you're always brothers when you played at BYU. And, and uh, that was really evident when Kalani walked into the building. That really took me back a little bit. I was surprised. When, um, when Lavelle Edwards came into the room, there was an obvious certain amount of energy um, that came in there. But behind him came all of these players. And that's, that's the exact feeling I felt. And, and Bronco phrased that as band of brothers. But I really felt that. And Kalani was really strong in his comments about, I'm going, I'm going to bring you know, Le, what Lavelle did, b- build on what Bronco did. I, so, someone, someone said the, the following tweet at the beginning, and I thought this was really good. I want to get your comment on this, Blaine. Um, and I can't find it now, but it, he said it felt like it was the, the past, the present, and the future kind of coming together. All in one. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of felt that too. I think that was whoever tweeted that out did a great job of like capturing it in – and one statement, and and so it was really cool. And and Kalani, he's very gracious and and very thoughtful. So I got to visit with him for quite a while afterwards, back in and back in the green room and with the family and all that. And uh, you know, he he kept making sure I understood that there's a lot of things that Bronco did that he wants to incorporate into what they're doing. There's a lot that he can take from that. Um, you know, Bronco turned around a program that was losing football games and, and turned that around and created a standard of excellence and a work ethic that needed to be there. 
and, and Lavelle, you know, Kalani played in the Lavelle era, so he has all kinds of things that he wants to incorporate from there. But he also wants to incorporate things he learned from Kyle Whittingham, things he learned from Gary Anderson, things he learned from all of the coaches that he's come across in the last 15 years and bring it all together. But in the end, culturally, he wants a family culture like he had at the University of Utah. And, and Kyle Whittingham established that because he came from Lavelle Edwards' type of, of coach. And it was so cool to have Coach Edwards there to kind of support. Yeah, we'll bring that part of this back. We'll build on Bronco, what he's done. We'll build, we'll bring back some of the things that Lavelle did. And one plus one hopefully will equal three or four or five and launch this program, you know, into where they want to be now. Listening to everything he said during that uh, news conference, it's hard not to think that recruiting is maybe priority 1A on his list <laughs> and priority 1B is like getting the assistance and all that in place. Maybe those are reversed, but what, what did you take away from priorities? Yeah, so what, what is the number one thing we know Kalani comes in here with? We've been talking, I've been crediting Number you. one thing. Recruiting. He is, yeah. he, is one, he is known in the business as one of the best recruiters in the country. And so that's the number one thing he brings to this job. He doesn't bring a ton of experience, but he brings that. To me, that is the most important thing a coach can do is, is load himself up with talent and then, then bring good assistants in that can coach that talent up. But if you can do that, you got a big part of it beat. If you're the most talented team on the field, you got a good chance to win if your kids will just execute decently. So he brings that. I mean, have you guys met Timberly, his wife? I, ha- I haven't. So no. you meet Timberly, talk to her for five minutes, and you will know that this guy can recruit. Like, he is so, Kalani is so far above his head. He outkicked his coverage by a mile. So, so the fact that when he was on campus, he could convince Timberly to marry him. He started recruiting right then, and he's never stopped. The best, sales guy, the best sales guy you've ever seen. If he recruited her, then, then that guy can get it done, right? And then every place he's been, no matter where he's been, he's able to get quality talent. And I think it's because he is an unbelievably warm and sincere person. Mm-hmm. So when he sits down with a family, he's, he's going to sit down with them and he's going to look those kids in the eye and he's going to say, just like he did in his press conference, I played here. I know what you can take out of this program and what you can be, you know, beyond this that you can't get any place else. He is going to he understands the uniqueness of this place. He understands what it did for him and he will do a fantastic job of very sincerely conveying that to the people sitting across from him. Um, that's what he's done every place he's been. You know, he felt that Utah was a special place when he was there because he was there and Kyle was there and people that, you know, and they sold that and they got a lot of big time recruits. He had a great recruiting class this last year at Oregon State. Now he comes home, a place that he really believes in. His sincerity and his warmth and his, his love of people is going to shine when he's in those homes recruiting people and they're going to want to come play here for Kalani. When you look at how he makes BYU better, obviously in recruiting, but how else will he make BYU better? I think that what – so recruiting is number one, right? So you put that aside. So you get – if you can upgrade the talent. And you know what? They, Bronco and his staff have done a really, really good job. If you can just add one or two or three more high-profile guys to each recruiting class, if you – so my son-in-law is a starting free safety at Stanford right now. He's going to go play in the Rose Bowl. We're going to go down and watch him in the Rose Bowl. Well, what if we get him, and he's on this team this year? What if we get, um, you know, the kid at SC that's starting at linebacker for them in this in, on this team right now? And what if you get two of the offensive or defensive linemen that are LDS from the University of Utah on this team? So what if we have four or five more really, really high-quality Division One starters on this team? That's the difference between being a top 25 program and being a top 
10 program. It's four or five guys. And so if he can do that, that, that changes everything, right? So that's the first and most mm-hmm. important thing. Um, but then to create a culture, um, and, and I think that Bronco has done this. So this is one of the things that he wants to just take where Bronco has gone and just continue it. And that is the expectation for excellence, that you will work your butt off and you will perform at a high level. Because we saw the really, really nice Kalani today, but I've watched him mic'd up, and I've been by him on the sidelines when I've been doing sidelines at games. He is a very, very intense person, and he expects a production out of his folks. He expects them to perform. He expects excellence in everything that they do. I think that he'll bring that, and that's something that Bronco did that he did very well, and I think Kalani will continue that. You combine really, really good recruits with an expectation of excellence, and you get that together, now, now you've got a team that can compete. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've hit on the word I wanted to bring up next a couple of times, and that is expectations from Kalani Sitake facing that 2016 gauntlet of a schedule, which he said, I'm excited about that. That's what we want. ESPN's Joe Shad joined us earlier today and said, hey, nine wins on that schedule would be a really good season. I'm like, nine wins on that schedule would be unbelievable. That'd be, that'd be ridiculous. Especially in your first year as a yeah. coach, right? So what, what are realistic, tempered expectations that BYU fans should take in year number one? With the right staff, and we don't know who that is yet. I even tried to push Tom Homo afterward to see, and they wouldn't give us any <laughs> insight on it. Um, with the right staff, this should be a one of the highest level offenses in the country next year. Because you're going to get Tanner Mangum back, and you may get Taysom Hill back. If you have both of those guys back, you get Jamal Williams back, who I believe from everything I've heard and from talking to his mom is going to be back. Um, you bring Squally Canada. I know you only had one play, and it was a disaster, but he's going to be a really good player. And then you've got Francis Bernard back, Algie and you've got Algie Brown back. Nick Curtis, and you have, you have like eight of the ten offensive linemen back that were in that two-deep back on the offensive line. This should be an elite offense in the United States next year. So you start with that. So it's like, okay, if you're great on offense, that gives us six wins. Okay, and then how can they be on defense? Well, that's Kalani's deal. That's what he's best at, you know. Will they make a transition to the 4-3? I think he'll have to get in and look at the personnel and decide whether they can make that transition right away. But that's what he's been. He's been a base 4-3 guy, not a 3-4 guy. Mm-hmm. So if, if they can be solid defensively, then do you get another? I, I think that eight or nine wins isn't crazy. I don't think it's crazy with what they have coming back on offense. Because I know that all these boring people out in the world thinks defense wins championships. <laughs> but go tell that to Gary Patterson in you TCU. Points, man. Go tell that to Bobby Stoops in Oklahoma. They will tell you that offense wins championships and puts butts in the seats. The defense <laughs> keeps you in the game. Yeah, That's keeps it. you in the game, That's and then it. the offense wins it. Blaine, as always, an elite interaction here in Studio B. Thanks, man. Exciting times, guys. Exciting times. It's going to be really fun. Unprecedented. A new day begins for BYU football with Kalani Sitake. His staff yet to be announced. He said as soon as possible that will happen. What is your initial reaction after hearing from Coach Sitake today? At Ryan Frieden says love the fire and passion. Up next, more of your tweets and reactions as a fan base. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation live, you can watch the rebroadcast or you can watch a second hour special like you are right now on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, this is the second time we've ever done a uh, live edition of the afternoon show. Bronco, Mendenhall, breaking. So... Whenever a coach leaves or joins BYU, we do a live edition 
of the afternoon show. That's what that's what we do. The series, <laughs> or excuse me, the season finale of Inside BYU Football. Big difference. The season finale of Inside BYU Football, 7 Eastern, hour-long edition. Can't wait to see it tomorrow night on BYU TV. What went into the Utah game, playing that game, the coaching search, Broncos last game, Kalani Sataki hired. It's all going to be featured in that tomorrow. What is your initial reaction after hearing from Kalani Sataki today? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. Using the hashtag BYUSN, this member of BYU Sports Nation at TAnderson002 tweets in, he brings a fire to BYU we haven't had before. Now let's talk about this for a second. A lot of comparisons will be made to Bronco Mendenhall's personality. Bronco is a different type of dude. Okay, Is it better? Is it worse? I think Bronco was perfectly suited for what BYU needed. It's just unique. It's different. Okay, So Bronco was not as personable, but Bronco did a great job of organizing, okay? You can't be strong in every category, so you have to expend your energy in certain categories and just do that. Bronco Mendenhall was more of an organizer, uh, a disciplinarian, that kind of guy. Kalani Satake screams sincerity, screams you know, warmth and family. It's a different type of personality. Now people, you know, I like that over the other. Okay, you know what I liked? I like 99 wins, you know, in 11 years. Like how, however it happens, ultimately you need to win with it, right? There are strengths in each and every individual, even in head football coaches at the FBS level. Bronco had his set of strengths, Kalani has his set of strengths. Kalani is certainly more personable than Bronco. That much is clear. And let's learn more about Kalani Sataki on the field. The, the thing that Bronco's strength was, uh, he got a lot of wins. Man, he got his the time. most out of his right? players. Organized. Uh, student leader, uh, student, sorry, uh, player leadership councils, firesides, Thursday's hero. There was a lot that he organized and let out and did. At cat underscore Moala, best press conference I've seen in a while. There's a lot of passion, excitement, enthusiasm, love, and humility shown. Now, I, I, like the, I love the press conference as well. I'm fired up. And we're told that the team is fired up as well and excited to get going with Kalani Sataki. You, you, can, you can feel the excitement. And it's a different era. It's different. doesn't mean that what Bronco Mendenhall, the way he did it, was wrong. It was just a different way. Also, saying something really nice about Kalani Satake is not taking a shot at Bronco Mendenhall. No. So let's just get that out of the air, okay? Like that... They both had their individual strengths. Bronco Mendenhall took BYU to new heights. He resurrected a program that was in dire straits. Absolutely. He was the guy that BYU needed at that time. He averaged nine wins a season. He won 99 ball games. Okay, now it's a new day. What can Kalani Satake do with BYU moving forward? At DRoyal03 says, Bomb.com. Do we really have to wait until September again? I want more BYU football now. It's only 257 days away. That's it. He needs that time to get his boys ready. Up next, the whip round hits for the second time today. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it! Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Kalani Sitake was introduced today as a new head coach of BYU Football. Today at a press conference that aired on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you missed any of that, it's on BYUtv.org slash DVR. Sitake did not make any announcements as to additions to his coaching staff. Other football news, Troy Warner, younger brother of Fred, will announce his final commitment decision between USC and BYU on Christmas Eve. Come to Brigham! 
Cougars in the NFL. Daniel Sorensen had three tackles for the Kansas City Chiefs in a 20-point win over the Baltimore Ravens. Wani Uma had five tackles in a three-point loss to the Carolina Panthers. Alani Fua and the Arizona Cardinals celebrating an NFC West championship. And Ziggy Ansah and the Detroit Lions face the New Orleans Saints tonight on Monday Night Football. Ziggy in the hunt to become the Sacks leader in the NFL this year. Men's basketball. Dave Rose announced this afternoon that sophomore guard Jake Toulson is taking a leave of absence from the BYU basketball team due to medical reasons. Also, mid-major madness named Zach Selyus as its freshman of the week after his 25-point performance against Central Michigan. Cougars overseas. BYU's all-time leading scorer in basketball, Tyler Haas, dropped in nine points and grabbed a rebound in a loss to Montequit Fuenlabrada on Saturday. That was good. Thank you. Jimmer! James Tapfordette and the Westchester Knicks face the Erie Bay Hawks tonight at 7 Eastern. That's coming up in four minutes. Go Dubs! Volleyball! BYU women's volleyball finished the season ranked 11th in the final ABCA poll. They were ousted in the Sweet 16 by eventual national champion Nebraska. Future guests on the show include Jeff Judkins and Harvey Unga. Anson Winder as well. And if you missed our interview, the first interview... Uh, with media members besides the press conference. We talked to Kalani Sitake earlier. We will re-air that on tomorrow's show. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who else would we give it to today? We're giving it to Coach Kalani Sitake. Welcome to BYU. Welcome back to BYU. That's right. I love the welcome home thing. I was just waiting for them to play the song. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. And like this montage of him playing, hugging Lavelle, then hugging Lavelle in the studio. Somebody's, you know, piecing, that, awesome. somebody's piecing that together as Someone we speak. Someone do it. We don't, have, we don't have rights to that song. Someone else needs to do it. <laughs> How about the picture <laughs> that got tweeted out of Kalani's face over LeBron's <laughs> body with the big fat the sports, BYU championship the sports ring Illustrated. On it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm coming home. I I did like I did like the one earlier this this morning with Gandalf. I come to you now as the turn <laughs> at the turn of the tide. <laughs> Twitter question today: What's your initial reaction after hearing from Coach Sitake today? At Rob Kundick says, very impressed. Masterful handling of questions. Looks forward to recruiting rather than viewing it as a chore. Our elite tweet of the afternoon at SKW. I'm literally joining the Cougar Club today. I'm ready to go to battle for Coach Satake. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks to Kalani Satake, Blaine Fowler, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues on Twitter. Show on demand, BYUSN.com, the audio podcast on iTunes, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to our Heisman Trophy winner at BYU, Ty Detmer. It's a new era, baby. Woo!